Hello there and you're very welcome along to Barry Abbreviate, a podcast talking all things news, random topics and movies. I hope you're all keeping very well. Myself, on the other hand, um, <laughs> well, uh, I have decided to go back and play Gaelic. Um, it's roughly been about three years since I last played and I had a training session just on Monday past there and just everywhere is sore. Uh, my left leg actually just completely decided to give up on me halfway through the session because um you know when you go to like to kick the ball you're then like well I'm I'm right footed so um you then like throw all your weight onto one leg as well as the force of you actually kick kicking the ball from like stopping uh, that then like my leg just couldn't take it so after a while like when I was running my leg would just give up and I just end up falling flat on my face so uh, yeah that's kind of an update on me and my return to football uh, I'll let you know how things go. I'm not doing seniors, uh, just reserves, because honestly, I think I would break if I played a game with that level. So yeah, uh, enough about me, on to the episode. Um, this is episode 30, and um, to help celebrate hitting the occasion, I have asked you, the listeners, what do you want to hear? And one of the suggestions I got was to talk about how music from the 60s to the 90s is the most popular with our generation. Now, I completely agree with this statement. I genuinely don't know why there's not more 80s kind of music out there or like kind of even like covers of stuff. I really enjoy them. But um, yeah, to try and fit with that there, this week's episode, I'm going to talk about a film, an Irish film called Sing Street, which is kind of set in the 80s. So that's kind of my take on things. So yeah, to start on uh, the spoiler-free side of things, I just kind of got to say this is a great kind of insight into like kind of the Irish like eighties kind of life. It does kind of touch on the overall kind of I say depressing would be too harsh. Um, maybe a little bit pessimistic, but I kind of how people were feeling in Ireland back then, bit of an economic downturn. But uh, other than that, their music was there and it was fantastic uh, in this film the cast like they gel together really well and you can almost say there's a bit of like a commitment feel to it and I think this does a great job at kind of keeping the story very small very low-key and it complements it it's not trying to do or be something it's not because at the end of the day this is just a meet cute and a boy trying to impress a girl so yeah um that's kind of spoiler free stuff so to just get straight into the plot here we go. Uh, a better cultural context. It's the 1980s. Uh, things are looking pretty bleak in Ireland. The economy isn't in fantastic shape. Job opportunities are scarce and young people are emigrating. Uh, anyone else noticing a pattern here? <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, we pick up the story with the Lawler family who are equally going through a tough time themselves. The dad has recently lost his job. So to try and make ends meet, Connor has been... Connor, he's a main character. He's been put into a public school in inner city Dublin, and they're also like they're in the current of selling their house. And um, while he is attending the public school, he butts heads with the priest that's running the place, and the school bully also takes a particular shine to him. But on the positive side, uh, one day of school, he spots a girl across the street, and he just decides to approach her and just give her some chat. But um, to make a long story short, he tells her that, um, well, she tells him he's a model and then to try and maybe spend more time with her, he makes up that he's part of a band and he's going to shit a music video. And so he asks her along to do that and she says, yeah. 
And that's kind of how it goes along from there. So, yeah. Um, this film, uh, what just because from like the asking to talk about the 80s music, things like that, I just, this film is so fantastic. I think it is one of the best original soundtracks to a film. And um, I just love how it kind of plays along, how we see the character, like his love for film and... We get the feel for then the music that he creates with his band as he watches. Um, I don't know if it was Top of the Pops or like kind of like MTV nearly. But when you see like Duran Duran come on, he then kind of creates his own kind of spin on the song. And also we see bits in the film from like quotes that people say. Like he's creating a, I think like it was a storyboard or either like a film, a poster for the, one of the musics, one of the music videos. Uh, the teacher drops in and says to him, like, all the complicated boys and girls, because he's telling her about Rafina and um, the teacher, like, just kind of gets a brief insight into it. Like, it's not straightforward. So she says, all the complicated boys and girls. And that kind of then inspires him to kind of use it as a quote for the uh, song Girls. So I really like that element to it. And um, surprisingly, like, uh, I don't know if this is this can this really go with the film, but um, I think Dublin actually looks nice in this film. Um, I I'm biased like from being from the countryside, but um, yeah, from my opinion, like ugh, Dublin, I don't know would be a great place to kind of grow up in. I am only there on match days when Donegal are playing Crow Park, but uh, I'm not a huge whole fan of the place. But I don't know if it's kind of like the eighties kind of setting and charm to it, but it it looks real. It looks kind of nice. Um. It sure, it's not the same nowadays, but I thought that was something that looked really cool, just kind of going up in the inner city and stuff. So, yeah, um, another thing what this film does absolutely excellently is um, relationships. And one they do spend, like, a particular time focusing on is the relationship that Connor has with his older brother. Now, uh, I know it's bad, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but you know who I'm on about. He's actually in um, Transformers 4. Uh, he is the guy that goes out with Mark Wahlberg's daughter and they have that whole um, that weird Romeo and Juliet love about him dating her and like they're under 18 but <laughs> that's just, that's we're not, we're not touching on Transformers 4 in this review but um, yeah it's it's so good because it's, it's really realistic because it shows that like he really cares for him and he kind of like he almost like nurtures him in his music taste and when he's trying to create these songs he really like shows genuine interest in that and um we also kind of see the brother, like he is a bit of a waster, just kind of the way he dressed. You could, it looks almost kind of homeless. But um, then we kind of find out that there was, before all this, like when Connor's going up before he knew him, he was um actually like a quite an aspiring young, young person. And um, the whole jet engine speech is like so powerful. And like we get the insight into his backstory. And by the end of it, you get to see how happy he is for Connor when he kind of gets to complete his dream of getting out of Dublin and like kind of out of Ireland and escaping it all. So I thought that I thought that was really nice. You kind of get to see that it really cares for him, even though maybe sending your brother off to London with no like barely any money and no one, no one probably not the greatest uh, <laughs> idea in hindsight. But Sherlock sure, has only good intentions and. Um, Speaking of another character I thought was really interesting was Rafina. And because um, when originally introduced with her, like she's a strong, confident woman that like doesn't show any kind of like she doesn't show like she's scared of absolutely nothing. And she, like, she'll try anything. But um, 
as we kind of get to know more about the character, she has like a tough upbringing, but that is something that she is like hasn't really let slow her down. But in a way, it kind of makes her kind of scared because um I remember the part when Connor's originally trying to get her to do like the music video, and then he tells her, "Oh, have you done the like before?" And she says, "No." There's that mo- a split second where she like kind of almost second guesses herself, like. Oh God, does this make me look weak, even though this is just like a kid? So it kind of shows she isn't like fully sure of herself. But um, we also see the fact that she isn't all that strong um, when she does have that moment of vulnerability where she kind of admits to um, Connor where like the lad that she was with was just kind of using her. And then she almost like she kind of just says it out without really thinking about Connor's feelings. But the fact that like spending time with him has like kind of made her feel not great that she's almost wasting her time absolutely soul crushing for connor i can imagine but i think it kind of gives great insight into her character as it shows like she has great expectations she's put on herself but um then again i think she would kind of sway herself to go with connor because he kind of has that self-belief in himself but if she met someone else that was better than connor and had like who would be better for herself she would just go for them anyway but um, yeah, because like when the film does end with them heading off together, ultimately, like I'm happy there isn't a second one because I don't think their relationship would work realistically. Like she would jump on the next person. I think that would probably do better for herself. And if they didn't, I think they'd probably end up doing what Connor's parents did with like getting married too young, just trying to stay together. And they could probably end up just happen exact happen with Connor's parents, just end up getting divorced. So yeah. Um, and um, with them, like, the whole aspect of them shooting the music videos, like, with studying film, you kind of, like, I might have, like, a little bit more insight to it, but um, I really liked the actual filming of the videos is, like, really well because it's not good quality. Like, the fact that um, it's not, like, glamorized or fantasized. Like, one of the locations is just a random back alley and, like, just a, just a burnt-out car and they'll just dressed up and innocent, like, one lad's going around as, like, he's dressed up as a cowboy, and for some reason, he also has, like, vampire teeth in, so, yeah, just kind of real Irish, just, like, okay, wear, dress up, wear costumes, so when you go in your Halloween costume, but, yeah, I, I just really love, kind of, the real, like, kind of, like, Irishness and honesty of it, and, like, the kind of, you see their, the, the band kind of grow more then, because they do the, um, the shoot then on the pier, and like they're all like all dressed, I think in black, and like they have like white. Maybe like they're doing. I don't. Could you call it white face? But they've like all white, white makeup on, and like they have like kind of picture frames all hanging around themselves. So like a bit of uniform to it, and they, they all really look the part. And um, then like kind of as the film progresses, like even the way I'm saying, I do like it when they scale it back. But when the one time they do fully go for it, I think it looks excellent. Like you really get to see Connor's vision. Uh, like the, the mom and dad are like happily this is for him um, the drive it like you stole it which i think it's the second it's my second favorite song in it i think up is the best i just i just like that one more but um with the drive it like you stole it sequ- uh, music video the mom and dad are in it and like they're happily together doesn't look like they're getting a um you actually couldn't get divorced back then with this so i don't know i don't know what the name of it there is a name for it but like back then in ireland you actually couldn't get divorced but like legally separated or something. I don't I don't know. But um yeah, in the in the video you get to see the mum and dad, they're happily together. And also the brother rolls in on a motorbike, um, really reminds me of Greece. But uh, he really looks like he kinda had like a better version of himself. Almost makes me think of um 
in Spider-Man, the Spider-Verse, where you have the two Peters, one had the better life and one had the, well, not as fortunate, and this is kind of the better version of the older brother, and um, everybody's kind of dancing, so just his vision is fully coming through here. Also, the priest comes in and does a cartwheel, and then he, like, blesses Connor after doing it, and um, I've seen, like, some of the back... Um, kind of the footage from when they're like trying to do plan the shoot and that is actually something they just came up on the day of like what they say like do a wave to him or whatever and they said what about i bless him they said, like yeah that's perfect so i kind of that whole improvisation improvisation of it all and um it's very back to the future-esque it's like where marty plays the bit in the band at the end so like really less is kind of more of this film but i think it totally works with that one session because um the music it really helps it uh but unfortunately there is there are very few parts in this film i didn't like which i'm guessing you can imagine but uh i think barry the bully that's in it just there's this is one part where like they're trying to recruit the brand up for the i think it's like the end of your concert but um they're trying to then for look like a roadie or someone like kind of act as security and for some reason they go for the one guy that's been like on them since day one but then when they approach him, like, he doesn't just tell him to, like, to go away. He immediately just, like, flips a switch and says, oh, yeah, I'll go for it. And, like, it always just annoyed me just watching it because it's just so out of character and just almost the way it comes across. It's just, it's just so unnatural. But that's, just, that's really me nitpicking. And um, to nitpick at something else, when they are doing, like, the original, like, writing up for the song Up, like, it shows them, like, messing around with words and, like, saying how they could do things. But there is like such a notable noticeable change in the audio quality of like when they take the song up and like it just goes straight away to like studio quality. But um like originally I didn't notice that like the first few times watching it, but then when watched it with the friends, like they immediately spotted it and like now I can't get it out of my head. But yeah, um they just flipped on auto tune, so yeah. Um a few e fun facts or that I did find out when looking into this. As I was saying, with like when the brother, like kind of looking after Connor, he kind of ends up writing a few wee songs for him, and the end song that um we hear like go now as they're heading on the f- on the wee boat across to London, or, like England, um you hear go now by a song by Adam Levine, and that was actually supposed to be one of the songs that the brother had wrote in the wee book that he gave him, so that's like kind of like meant to him. So I think that's really nice. And um, fortunately, like, it would have been nice if you kind of got a hint of that in the film as you're watching it. But still, a really cool um, nugget of in, uh, nugget in there. Uh, also, Bono was originally supposed to be connected to the project, but he couldn't make commitment due to scheduling issues. And honestly, I don't know why. Like, he's Bono is a bit of like a love. Like, some people love him, some people hate him. And to me, I honestly couldn't care less about Bono. I know he's done great charity work, but. I honestly don't really get why he hates them, except for that one time he put his, the, all the YouTube put, put their album on <laughs> Apple phones. But yeah, uh, and also there's another bit, that I think this is just something that I noticed, but uh, the first time they take out the boat to the island for like the date, they crash it off the pier and like they both kind of like, oh, 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 shit. And like they both kind of nervously laugh at it. And I don't think that was originally supposed to happen because I don't think they'd tell them, okay, go crash the boat into the pier now. But I think it was really funny. I really kind of added to them just kind of both being young and just trying something new. But um, yeah, uh, that's kind of what I'll have to say on Sing Street. Uh, written, of course, best movie ever. Don't think I was ever in question, but it's just a simple story told really well. 
and if you do get the chance to see it, I can't recommend it high enough. And even if you're not, you don't get the chance to see it, uh, tune into the um, well, give the listen to the whole playlist on Spotify. So yeah, and um, I have shuffled up the format here a little bit. I just as I had this like wrote up, I came across a funny story. So um, like for a bit of news. So last week in California, some pistachios went missing. How many? I hear you ask. Well, 21 tons of the nuts with the value of over $170,000. Where this man was going or what he was intending on doing with that many pistachios, God only knows. But um, interestingly, pistachios are quite commonly stolen because they actually have like a really strong keep, t- like they keep for a good while. And um, there's a quite high mar- markup price in pistachios. So, yeah, like, this isn't the first time this thing's going to happen, but apparently, like, pistachios, really valuable. So, when the market does uh, <laughs> does collapse, I think we should all start investing in our growing our pistachios, because that's quite incredible. So, yeah, uh, short and sweet, the news there. But um, recommendation of the week is Moving Target. So, this is another Irish film. Uh, it is on YouTube, so I feel that kind of speaks for itself. It isn't that, like, sorry, excuse me, um... It isn't a fantastic film, but it, it moves along at a brisk pace. It's got a really funny premise of like this guy's gonna meet this this guy's gonna meet this girl, which like I think he's like dating online, like for the first time ever. He's moved to Ireland now, I think it's in Galway or somewhere. And then to try and like introduce himself to the parents or like the a dad or something, he's like, What'll I do? Said so, like so the girl says, Oh just buy him a pack of six pack of beamish cans. So it was just like cider, I think. Uh, but yeah anyway he goes to buy them but unfortunately he like picks up the wrong pack whatever and it turns up having like i like nuclear codes for for codes for nuclear warheads and which originally are supposed to go to the ra so yeah it kind of all goes in there it's a bit of game of cat and mouse but the plot it's ridiculous um the pacing though i think it's it's brisk it's good i think it's something you could throw on anyway just if you didn't want to have to think about something and just kind of laugh at it as well but yeah, um, Johnny B has spoken about this in the past few weeks on the Two Johnnies podcast. So yeah, that is kind of where I see him interest in it. So yeah, if you do want some, if you do want to watch something very easy to watch, I would recommend giving that a go. And I would also like to make the announcements. I'm going to do kind of a World Cup competition with the film with the best soundtrack. Um, just from watching Sing Streak, I got the idea. Uh, musicals will be not included in this one. Uh, I might do a separate one if this one kind of goes well. So, like, I'll throw in stuff like Shrek, because um, that has, like, a good soundtrack in it and things like that. Uh, I will put up a wee suggestion box so you can throw in your suggestions as well. But I'll do my own research into ones as well. But, um, yeah, uh, so please, if you do want to get involved with that there, please follow them, Barry Abbreviated on Instagram. And yeah, um, if you do want to get in contact with the other ways, you can do that on, on Gmail at barryabbreviated at gmail.com. And that is it for this week, folks. I've been Barry. This has been Barry Abbreviated. Till next time, take care of yourself out there. And maybe I'll actually see you out and about because, yeah, we can do that. Um, anyways, uh, Slan, see you later. Bye-bye.